Halftime Show, live from quarantine, binge watch edition. With us as always is our red-headed producer who puts ketchup in his hair, Matt Walker. Our guest today is the only man I've ever met who's showered with his girlfriend's father, scheduled a vasectomy before flying to the Philippines, and had a banana stolen out of his pocket by a monkey in a jungle. It's Big Ed. And I'm your host, the man who paid that monkey to steal that banana. It's me, Stephen Kramer Glickman. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Nighttime Show. <laughs> Mike Black's job is safe. Oh, real nice. Thanks. It's like your fourth attempt to get an intro. All right. You know, I write tried it down. my best. <laughs> um, so I don't know how this really happened, but I got caught up in uh, the the reality TV show wave over the mm-hmm. last uh, a little while here. You sit at um, home. You don't have anything to watch. Yeah, there's you know you see so you're binge watching a show. Uh, you know on on one place you're binge watching on another place, and then you run out of a show and oh. you find a new one. And then this thing happens. Mm-hmm. This 90-day fiancé before the 90 days, which airs Sunday nights yeah. on TLC. Mm-hmm. Now, this show's been around for a few years, but I... Hey, this is season four of this variation oh, on the show. Oh, yeah. man. I did not know what I was getting into. I yeah. did not realize this is... It's crazy. This is high octane. Yeah. Okay? This is the Fast and Furious franchise... <laughs> Of, of reality television, yeah. okay? I mean, they are doing things on this show that other reality shows just wish that they had. Yeah. They just, they are, they would do anything to like have this, one of these people. This season in particular is just so many outside personalities. <laughs> oh my God. You've got uh, Baby Girl Lisa. Baby Girl Lisa. You've got uh, Big Ed, of course. Soldier Boy was Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy is great, and then you got uh, oh. like the dude uh, David heading to the Ukraine oh. repeatedly over and over. And you're screaming at the TV. You're like, "She's not real. She's not real." Yeah, and he's like, "He's like, I'm gonna buy a bottle of champagne for her because yeah. she's gonna be here soon." That was a great moment. He buys the bottle of champagne and the flowers in the vase, mm-hmm. and then and then he leaves. Yeah. And then if you notice, yeah, the woman grabs the flowers. She's like, "This happens all the time," but no need to waste the flowers. She puts the flowers in the yeah. vase on a shelf where there are also flowers in a vase that's yeah. very similar to the ones. So it's like, yeah, this happens, happens a time. lot. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, oh, this is. He goes to the house and there's an old Ukrainian dude that answers the door. <laughs> oh, yeah. and he's like, I don't know. He's, like, he's like, look, I never met you before. All right. I don't know who you are. I don't know who this woman is. Yeah, like if you're not watching this show, you're missing out because it's. <laughs> you are. Like, I've watched a lot of reality TV in my lifetime, but nothing quite like this. No, no, no. They should invent a new Emmy category just for television and reality that's they just have for this. Most delusional reality <laughs> participant. Most and just delusional. nominate everyone on this season. Well, okay, look, here so here's the thing is the person that's on this season yeah. that was the most uh, he had the most dynamic personality. Mm-hmm. He was the person that just that hit the hardest. Uh, memes were flying around the world about this guy. Um, he was really the the breakout of the show. Is mm-hmm. Big Ed and uh and Rosemarie. Yeah. That relationship is the one that people were the most drawn to. It's the most talked about, uh, you know, of all of, of all of the relationships. So, you know, on the nighttime show, we uh, you know, when we do a show with somebody, we like to go for the big get. 
You know, yeah. like we always try to aim, you know, that's why we've had a lot of Oscar winners on the show. We've had a lot of Emmy winners on the show. When we did the cat, when we wanted to do some cast members from the office, we mm-hmm. didn't just do, uh, you know, one or two cast members. We did the, in- the, yeah, the, the, the cast reunion yeah. in front of 10,000 people. So when it can't, when it comes to a show like 90 day fiance, gotta get the best. we got the best yeah. and that's who we got. We got big Ed. And so, um, let's, let's chat with him. Let's mm-hmm. bring him on. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest today is um, uh, the big star of 90 Day Fiance. Uh, before the 90 before days. the 90 days, ladies and gentlemen, Big Ed, Big Ed, come What's on! What's up? Let's go! Thank you for joining us today. Uh, this let's do this. This show has been a runaway hit this season with some of of the of the biggest personalities that we have seen. And uh, and you are probably the biggest personality uh, on that show. Uh, definitely a uh, whether whether you are a fan favorite or the most talked about is still that's still up in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but man oh man, uh, uh, Big Ed, this is uh, it's a it's a big it's a big deal us uh, getting to chat with you. So thanks for being on the show. You got it. And I love how you phrase that. There's, there's been a lot of negative. It's, you know what? It's, you know what, though, you, you've gotten a lot of attention on the, uh, from the show. There's a lot of, a lot of, you know, people talking and, uh, but then you also have a lot of love, man. There's a lot of, you know, love coming at you too. So, you know, Hard, hard punch. That's right. I get a lot of love and I get a lot of all of it and it's, I'm happy. I'm, I'm loving it. It's starting to, you know, sink in. So tell us about how the casting process for the show works. Like, how do you wind up on this show? Yes. Like, did did like obviously you're aware of the show at some point, right. and then you have a relationship with Rosemary, who you met on Facebook, and how, then you contact the show, did, or yeah, how did that work out? Walk us through this. How did this happen? Okay. All right. So I'm at a Starbucks, and you put your name inside one of those like a workout thing. Mm-hmm. Somebody drew my name. I'm just kidding. No. All <laughs> right. So here's exactly what happened. I um fell in love with a girl on Facebook and I um, bought a ticket and I'd never heard of the show. And I pos- I posted the fact that I'd bought a ticket and everybody and their mother set- sent me like, are you doing 90 day? This is 90 day. I'm like, what is 90 day fiance? I'd never heard of the show, the franchise or anything. So my buddy, Rich, who's actually on the show, sent me the little link and I'm like, okay, whatever. I filled it out, you know, 54 year old and let with a 23 year old with a um, 29-year-old daughter, and he bought a ticket. I got a text within two hours. Mm-hmm. The next day, I'm on the phone with the casting director, and uh, they're like, can we look at your 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 social media? Mm-hmm. I'm like, absolutely. And they took one look at my social media. They saw all my Big Ed stickers. They're like, oh, my God, they're going to love you. I First of all, I, f- I felt like this is just a, it's really not going to happen. And the next thing you know, I'm um, – you know, being interviewed and they're like, okay, we want to, um, we want to come out with cameras, you know, can we be there in a week? And that's how fast, that's how fast it happened. So when the casting people finally met you, did they actually say the word jackpot out loud? (laughs) Cause you were going (laughs) for the show. You're perfect. I later found out out that apparently there's money in me just being me. You guys, like my buddy, Rich, well, he posted a photograph. I think it was taken about, 12 years ago, and um, I'm dressed up as Nacho Libre, and I'm dancing on a pool table. Oh my that God. was 12 years ago. So who, what you see, what's so ironic about this whole situation is, is that you look at the show, and everybody's like, oh, my God, 
you're do you did this for fame. You just wanted to, you know, all the things you do are just trying to show off. I'm like, okay, okay first of all, name one thing. And I'm, this is a question for both you guys. Sure. Name one thing I did to make myself look good. Name one thing. <laughs> Give me you right now. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Wow. Tell me, tell me one thing I did to make myself look, you know, good. I didn't. Yeah. But you know what? That's who I am. I'm just, I'm just a natural, natural goof. Yeah, man. That is a is a good point. You made some. You're making. <laughs> you're making good that. points over there. What What is the benefit? Uh, because there are people who you know who meet uh, you know you know their the love of their life or they meet someone overseas and and then bring them here to the U.S. Like th- this happens a lot. Um, so, mm-hmm. but what is the benefit? of doing this on television is there some sort of like is there is there any benefit of doing it on tv that you're like definitely this this was uh something that you considered going like uh, like for me like for me watching the show um there's one scene on the show where one of the guys is uh driving his car out in the middle of the ukraine and Mm -hmm. his car breaks down and i was Mm -hmm. like yeah, thank God he had a camera crew with him because I don't know if he would have yeah. been able. You know, I don't know if I would have been able to yeah. fix my tire and stuff. Does is there benefit in having a camera crew with you the whole time? Oh yeah, it saved my life when I. So I do high end design during the day. That's what I. I'm an I'm an interior designer, architect, and um, when I told my client, I I was all excited. I'm like, yeah, I'm being interviewed for this show. And he's like, you know what? I actually went, he actually himself went to the Philippines, met someone, you know, fell in love, but decided not to go through with it. His first words out of his mouth when, when I told him what I was doing, he's like, you know what? They're going to skewer you. I'm like, what, what do you mean skewer? What does that mean? I go, they're going to barbecue you. You're going to show up. They're going to rob you. You look like an American. Don't do it. Don't go there. Go to some, go to some like popular city, have her meet you at a hotel you know, and have your fun and come home. I'm like, look, dude, that's not what I want. That's not, I can, I can do that in San Diego. Okay. And, and so the fact that I went with a camera crew saved my life. I had, we had security. I went, we went to places where, I mean, I don't know. I would, I probably would not have come back alive. And that's the honest, the God truth. And that's kind of half of the reason why I'm like, okay, okay, what's the worst thing could happen? At least they'll be able to find my body if something was to happen. So having cameras, you know, definitely, you know, going with their with a camera crew, um, you know, as much as it hurt me, um, it 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 helped me. But I can tell you this though, you know, you know, no joking aside, what you saw, it wasn't scripted. Like everything I did is just who I am. And I'm not very bright, you know, and I, I don't always <laughs> say the right things. You know, I told her to, you know, hey, um, you know, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, you, you have really bad breath, and you know, take this because it will make, you know, drink, you know, brush your teeth and and use mouthwash because it makes your breath smell. I don't want to say fresh. I'm like, it will make it smell um, pretty. And like, what? Like, I can't believe I said that. Like, why did I say that? You know, it's just so. Yeah, definitely going with cameras certainly helped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do, do you feel like uh, that, that you were portrayed accurately on the show? Like, do you feel like, like that's uh, like, as, as far as like the, the true version of who you are, or do you feel like yeah. there's some stuff that maybe was taken out of context? I mean, it, you know, it's, it's, it, yeah. it's, uh, it happens yeah. both ways. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, 
yes, I was portrayed. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I, I cannot, I cannot allow, I, I will disallow anybody to take credit for my fucking, can I cuss? Yeah. Can I cannot you. allow somebody, I cannot allow somebody to take responsibility for my, my, my not thinking actions. For example, I asked her to take an STD test. Why? Because I hadn't been in a relationship in a while. And actually, when I got back from the Philippines, I took a test just to make sure. My daughter's like, Dad, I love you, but you're kind of an idiot. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, well, if you would have taken the test before you went down there and then ask Rose to take the test. But because um, I'm not thinking, I'm not, that's not where my mind is. So a lot of the things I really did kind of out of, out of time or out of context, I, I, my heart was in the right place, but I, I didn't do it correctly. It was, I didn't do that right. Uh, you know, and that's just one of many. You know, not not to be making excuses uh, and stuff for for things and for people way people say things, but look, you know, uh, uh, people think a lot of times, you know, that, are, that people that watch TV confuse um, actors and reality, like a, like a reality star, as both being the exact same thing. And w- one is uh, like actors are polished and edited and do 30 takes of something and people that are on on that are doing a reality show are not it's like they're saying that sometimes it's their first time ever being on you know national television and they're saying what comes to their head or their their intention may be different than you know what's being put out and um you know i kind of felt watching the show like a couple times i would see you say something and i'd go Oh man. Oh God. Like this, I just like, I know what you're trying to say, but then I'm like, Oh God. Like, it's just, it's like, it comes out the wrong way and it's getting taken the wrong way. And it's like, you've got communication barriers in there. It's, it's a, it's difficult. It is a, a difficult thing for yeah. people to remember. I think, so, it, you know, it, it was, and what's so funny and there, what I enjoyed most about just doing this whole, like just going there with cameras is they told me one time, look, look, um, don't look at the camera, okay? And um, don't act. Just be yourself. They told me that one time, and it was easy for me. And and I appreciate you. That's a great observation. At first, I thought you were going to give me a compliment, but you never got there. It it, it really, you know, it it really, really was. Um, the the hard part for me was my my feelings were there, but I don't think you know. I, I hope I got across to people that. Um, Look, I met her before I heard about the show. And in, in the back of my mind, when I when I first started to chat with her, I never thought that this would ever happen. I thought this would fake because she's in the Philippines, um, in the United States. There's no way that we would ever meet. But as I just, you know, started to get to know her, I'm like, oh my God, I never thought of her as like this young girl. I just she just became this single mother that I wanted to help. Like I wanted to. I could do more for her, Stephen, than I could any woman in a bar in San Diego that I met that I could. And I'm not, so, I'm not, I'm not well to do, you know, I'm not, I'm not rich. I mean, I, I'm starting to do really good in sales and, and so forth, but I knew, you know, worst case scenario, even if I could give her son a better education, it would have been worth it. You know what I mean? So, it would have been worth it. Hey, uh, real quick before we continue the show, um, I want to talk about a third-generation family-run business that I am very 
proud to be working with. Uh, Sennheiser is the number one, number top tier <laughs> microphone uh, company in the mm-hmm. world. And we are so lucky that we are now recording our show using Sennheiser microphones and their headphones. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. We're, we're talking into Sennheiser MD42 microphones and using Sennheiser HD25 headphones, and these sound amazing. I mean, listen to Mike Black's voice. Listen to the rich and sumptuous soundscape that comes out of my voice oh. every time I speak into a Sennheiser. Absolutely. Go check out uh, their microphones and their sound equipment over at Sennheiser.com. All right, let's get back to the show. How yeah. did you meet Rosemary through Facebook? Because I know on Facebook, like it pops up with things like people you may know, whatever. But what kind of connection did you have to some woman living in a tiny village in the middle of nowhere in the Philippines? Like, how did that even happen? Yeah, yeah. So what a great question. So um, I'm obviously attached to aesthetics. I'm a photographer, and you can kind of see in, in my back wall mm-hmm. that some of my artwork. So I'm I'm in love with with the aesthetic, whether it's a man, whether it's a woman. You know, I just and she just had this amazing look about her. I never heard her voice until I spoke to her. But there was something about her eyes that I'm like, oh, my God, she seems interesting. Click. So but where did you see That's her? Like, were you and then were you looking through like a group oh, no, of I, people or, or no, no. So in my feed on 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 social media, her, her picture popped up mm-hmm. and, you know, people you may know. I didn't know mm-hmm. her. So I just clicked on it like I maybe I know you and then, you know, friend request. And then she accepted. She actually didn't. We actually didn't start. We were friends on Facebook probably for about two, about two and a half months before she actually ever responded. And one day, you know, I just gave her a smiley face on a picture and then she smiled back. And I'm like, hey, I like your eyes. Well, thank you. And then we just that that's how it started. It was very like un you know whatever it was that just very Ed's opening move smiley face and i like your eyes that's that's, that's <laughs> this is not a bad and, not a bad move yeah and a, and a wink wink exc- <laughs> exclamation point. yeah that's kind of how it started but you know i was really in in enthralled with her eyes she has these deep brown eyes i'm like oh my god mm-hmm. and she never smiled ever and uh and she just looked you know i don't know she just kind of looked you know, interesting to me. And then as I got to know her, I found out that she had recently lost her mom. And so we just kind of, we just had a, a great connection right away. Like right away, you know, I, I kind of like, oh my God. And then we would just, and the, the first conversation we had was, look, um, Rose, I'm 54. I'm old enough to be your dad. And she's like, well, you're actually one year older than my, and then my dad. I'm like, oh my God. So great, let's just be friends. And she's like, no, age is just a number. I'll never forget that. You know, age is just a number. And then from there, we started to talk maybe once a day and then twice a day. And then um, sooner or later, I was literally she was the first she would call me like right around 3 p.m., which would be San Diego. Um, oh, pardon me. She would call me about 6 a.m. When, when she would wake up, which was right about 3 p.m. in San Diego. That was her morning. And then I, I would talk to her before I went to bed. And it was kind of it was my the start of her day. And the end of my day and kind of some fun stuff in between. And um, and I would FaceTime with her son, with her sister. So I really got to know her family. I even chatted one time with her dad, Freddie. So I was, you know, it was kind of like, wow, this is, you know, I want to see where this can go. And, so, you know, and love just caught me. It just caught a, me. A question that I have is besides the obvious mutual physical attraction, what is it that you had in common with Rosemarie? 
to make you sort of have this deep connection because I mean to to somebody watching the show you think there's not much that you really get to see about what your interpersonal relationship was like besides just that like you kind of liked each other but there wasn't much beyond that we get to see. okay no okay so what you what people don't get to see about her is she is hilarious she would send me these she has like all these little funny faces I know this sounds kind of ridiculous and childish but she would send me like she had all these like she'd go ee, uh, ee. she would have like <laughs> 65 and it was adorable. I'm like, oh, my God. She would always try to like kind of fuck with me a little bit. And she, you know, never it, we never crossed the line. There was never, ever anything inappropriate whatsoever. It was always, you know, very PG. But her just her she had a sense of humor, really. Mm-hmm. And I, I I'm attracted to that. She would always kind of mess with me. And, and she always, in her little voice, she'd go, I go, I love you. She'd go, really? Are you really? Yes, I love you. Really? I'm like, yes, I like you. Really? So we would, I know it sounds kind of like whatever, but we just had a connection. And and she just became somebody real. Like real. Like, wow. Like, wow. I went and bought a freaking ticket. I, I didn't even have, I didn't even, even have authorization for time off. I, I don't care. I, I bought the ticket. And I'm going. I don't care what anybody says. And so here's here's something that I I wanted to bring up uh, on um, on the show. There was a, a couple mentions uh, that uh, her sister had asked you for money before you mm-hmm. you know went out there. Um, what and then kind of like once you got there. I mean, and I remember you know when I when I first saw that I was like, ooh, that's a bad sign. You know, that's a bad sign. Yeah. But then you arrive in the Philippines, you go to her village, and as a viewer, something that I think uh, this TV show has done, you know, for the Philippines and for other places, I just I really did not. I mean, I knew that there was poverty in 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 different countries, of course, around the world. And I've I've been around the world and seen poverty in different countries in India and places like this, but. But I had no idea the m- how massive the impact of uh, that poverty in her village was, and until you're watching it on TV, and there you are standing in this village, like when you met her sister for the first time, was I don't know how much her sister was asking for, but as the viewer, I was like. I'll give her the money, like whatever it <laughs> is. is yeah. Oh my God, yeah. this is a brutal place. Yeah. And you're, you're there. Like what, what did that, what did that feel like? Okay. So, so to kind of back up a little bit, the first words out of my daughter's mouth, because my daughter and my ex-wife were, were, they, they were, they're 90 day fiance people. They watch every episode. Mm-hmm. So right away, when I first told my daughter, Hey, I'm, I'm thinking about doing this show. She's like, you're an idiot. And she hung up on me. (laughs) Like, like literally like, because she knew, but I'm like, Tiffany, I'm not doing this for the show. She's like, dad, you don't understand what, you know, what the show's about. You're going to, you're going to expose yourself. They just want to agree hard. Everybody wants to shake you out of money. They want to shake you down for money. So I have that in my, my, in my mind. Okay. So then about two weeks before I was ready to go to the Philippines out of the blue, I get a text from her sister Marie and, and it's, and it's on the show mm-hmm. and she's basically saying, Hey, um, um, I'm in trouble. My shop needs money. I'm like, okay, well, you know, what's going on? She's like, well, you know, um, if you don't send money right away, I'm gonna have to close my shop. I'm like, okay, well, I know 
I know you're married. She told me that she had been married. I'm like, well, what about your husband? Can't he help you, you know, you know, with your shop? She's like, no, he, no, he, he can't give me any money. I need your help. I'm like, okay, fine. You know what? Let me do this. I, um, I'm going to be there in a couple of weeks. Why don't we sit down? I'll look at your situation and whatever I can do, I will. Any way I can help you, I promise. Well, she's like, no, you have to send their money right away and don't tell Rose. Right. Yeah. So again, again, my daughter, I'm going, okay, okay. My daughter said they're going to shake you down. This is a scam. So that went through my mind. I couldn't talk about it. I I, I never told Rose ever. I never mentioned one word out of respect to um, Rose Marie. So it was awkward seeing her for the first time, knowing that her and I basically had had a secret. Yeah, Uh, sure. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, and I've done social work in Quito, Ecuador, I used to be on a a foundation where we raise money and I went there. That is a fourth world country that pardon me, not Quito. I apologize. Quito is the capital of Ecuador. That's beautiful. I did a wedding there one time. I went to, it's a, it's a city called Guayaquil, which is a fourth world country. Well, I would raise money here in the U S take it down there. I got for an orphanage and a soup kitchen and an AIDS clinic. Well, it was through a church. So I got to stay with the nuns in this Oh, like kind of palace that was all gated out. So even though I was in this, you know, this fourth world country, I was protected. Well, when I first arrived at at um, Rose's village, and I say this with respect, it's like we are so fortunate to live where we live, and the things that we take for granted are incredible. There was an open sewer line right through the street, so the the odor was overwhelming, like overwhelming. People are running around like barefoot, kids. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is not going to be a good situation. So unfortunately, that was my first kind of introduction to her village was dealing with um, the extreme conditions of her of her of her village. And then knowing that I'm standing right in front of her sister, Maria, knowing that we have a secret like I can't I haven't even told Rose about. So it's it was kind of a double whammy for me in that in that sense. I no, I get it. Did, did she ever ask for a specific amount? Because that's one thing that we're sort of left wondering is like, how much was it she was asking for? Never, never, okay. never you, discussed, and, and never sent. By the way, I never mm-hmm. sent her or Rosemary anything monetarily. I never sent any money. I sent a lot of gifts that eventually that arrived. <laughs> they they actually got there by the way because I saw pictures of her in the dresses that I purchased. Mm-hmm. The dad got a grill. I bought um, prints, um, backpacks, clothing, shoes. You know, I see them on in pictures. Mm-hmm. So, and I know I I bought them here in Mission Valley, so I know exactly okay. you know what what I purchased. But I never ever sent money ever, and now, nor did nor did her sister ask for an, an amount. Right. Hey, uh, a quick thing I want to talk about, uh, Mike Black. I, I think this is uh, something that we we really should talk about, yeah. and uh, it's a um, a company. Yes. That was founded in 1983 in Tokyo, Japan. Of course, I'm talking about the Zoom Corporation. Zoom. Now, if if it wasn't for Zoom, and Matt knows this, we would not be able to do our show. Um, they make the best audio equipment in the world. Um, we, wh- which one are we using right now? We, we're recording onto a Zoom Live Track L8 right now, and when we go do our live events at conventions and stuff, we often use the Zoom H6, and they're both just fantastic pieces of equipment. You plug your microphones in, you plug your headphones in, and you're good to go. Yeah, I mean, whether you're a classically trained pianist or a run-and-gun filmmaker or a podcaster like uh, you know like us um yep yeah i do a ton of podcasts and i can tell by listening when they're using a zoom and when they're not 
Yeah, it's the uh, mark of excellence. It yeah. really is. Uh, go check it. Uh, go check out all their stuff over at zoom-na.com. That's zoom-na.com. Be professional for God's sake. Zoom-na.com. All right. Okay. Let's get back to the show. I got. I got uh, one more for you, and that is. Uh, um, there are two major ways that uh, people react to when they are being made fun of or, or ridiculed, and um, I, I have. Uh, I, there's the the first way is uh, defend being defensive, and then the other mm-hmm. way would be through humor. And I've watched a lot of your content uh, on you know TikTok and on different places, Cameo and and uh, Instagram, you know places that you're you're out doing stuff, and it seems like. You do a little bit of both. What, which one, which way do you feel like is, is been the most beneficial? Like, how do you deal with uh, bullies and, and, uh, and people, you know, uh, during, during this time? Like what's, what's your, uh, your way? Okay. Probably the, the best question of the night. So thank you for asking that. So hands down, it's humor. Look, we have to recognize that there's hate in the world. Okay. But we also have to recognize that, um, we're all different. I was teased about my neck since I was five years old. I knew there was something wrong with me, but there wasn't. Okay. But I made this story about myself that I wasn't good enough. I didn't, I didn't fit in and that didn't work for me. So I eventually began, began kind of to develop, you know, like, like a skin, like a, like a filter where I only wanted to listen to what I wanted to hear about myself. And about 12 years ago, and I tell this story a lot, I did in-home sales for a design company, local San Diego, and I'm at a dining room table. I would go to a client's house. We would measure some spaces, and I did organization design, and I would I would draw at their, at their kitchen table and try to sell the contract right there. So this was very common for me. So one day, this four-year-old girl comes up while I'm sitting at the table, and she sits down next to me and says, look, um, can I sketch you? I'm like, can I draw you? I'm like, absolutely. So what she drew, she drew a box, which was my body. Then she drew a box that was my head with a smile and then had my arms sticking out. And when I saw the photograph, I like lost my Cheerios. It was so freaking funny. But you know, <laughs> she wasn't she wasn't trying to be mean. She was just saying, look, this is how I see you. And I notice people noticing me every day since the day I can remember because I know I'm different. I got I have a condition called KFS, which is clipple file. So instead, of, so instead of having seven cervical vertebrae, I have two. I have three that are the size of two. So I have limited movement. I have a bigger rib cage, and I'm short. So I look, I look, I look like a Quasimodo, different. But I never allowed that to define who I was. And um, so what I learned from that day was different. We all see people different, and. Um, when first when the show first came out, I got I was just like, here we go again. It, it brought me back to my high school days where everybody was calling me No Neck Ed and Where's Your Neck or whatever. And um, for years, it really bothered me until I got into like junior high school. And one day, this is a true story. You can ask. His name is Coach Flaherty, John C. Flaherty, Benville High School. I'm, I'm I was a gymnast. I was never tall enough to play football, so I was a gymnast. So I got to work in the gym with all the big um, weightlifters and they had a neck machine. Okay. Well, um, I got stuck in the neck machine. This is a true story. <laughs> and so it kind of became a joke. People started to laugh more with me than at me. So I started to realize, wow, we can use our humor to like make situations 
kind of more more different. So a couple of things. One, you know, there's bullying and there's hate that's going to be there forever. You can't get rid of it. Why? Because we're all different. People aren't comfortable when they see something that's not normal. But listen, you can also be different and embrace that and not let it define who you are. And you can also laugh at yourself. Like somebody the other day, and I made a video about this. Somebody said, I hope, are you ready? I hope Big Ed gets COVID. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what? And I just, I mean, they were, they were kidding. They were, they were kidding, but they were serious, but they were just kidding. They're just like, they're trying to tell me that they're mad at me, but they love you because if people that stop by my Instagram and tell me to fuck off, people that tell me, um, Hey, big Ed, listen, you're dumb. You know, uh, you know, jump off a building or, you know, walk into oncoming traffic or, you know, just, I get a lot of hateful stuff that I can't really read online, but it's just, you know what? Every comment that I get, whether it's negative or positive is a brick in my, in my foundation to tell the haters, look, you can't hurt me. You can't, I've been through it. I've heard it all. And there are people that are online that are a lot worse than I am. I see people on TikTok. It's so hilarious. They have like one arm or they have one leg and they're, and they're, and they're at an ATM and they're like, what are you doing? I'm just trying to, I'm just, I'm making a stand. I mean, (laughs) look, look, I'm just telling you like, you know what we, this, this is a crazy time, not only in, in, in America with all the hate before the COVID, but even with the COVID, listen, you guys, the lesson to learn is you have, you have to learn to love yourself and you have to be able to laugh at yourself. So don't take yourself so seriously. Yeah. Don't, don't. And if that doesn't work, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, Stephen, if that doesn't work, you drink Malbec. <laughs> <laughs> if, if what I just said doesn't work, fuck it. Just drink <laughs> yeah. Malbec, man. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So, yeah. So, look, I love the haters. Okay. So, Sometimes they go too far. And I tell people, look, hate me. I can take it. But leave your neighbor alone, okay? Don't, you know, I'm starting, you probably saw, I'm starting a product line called Big Ed Wear. Well, look, m- part of my proceeds are going to anti-bullying. Why? Because yeah. it's important to me. I do cameos. I dance around in that, that, that Nacho Libre costume because why? It's funny. But I was yeah. doing that 10 years ago, but now people love it. Well, guess what? I'm donating part of, I, I, donate, I donated, we had a weekend with, with um, it's called COVID-19 through Cameo. Yeah. And I, da- I donated, my proceeds from that weekend to you, we, we could choose four. I chose the American restaurant association because I was a waiter. That's how I developed the whole big ed um, name. I, I had big ed as a waiter and that's kind of how that whole be- that began. So look, you know, I'm not here. I'm look, I, what I like about this whole process is that if I can make a difference through being a fucking idiot, I don't care. I'm yeah. in. I'm in. If I can make somebody smile or, you know, a, 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 a child feel good about themselves because I rub mayonnaise in my hair, I, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> hey, guys, you got to check out 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days on TLC every Sunday night. Thank you so Dude. much. Thanks for being on here, Ed. Uh, seriously, I think uh, – uh, you're a, a, a really sweet guy and uh, a big shout out to Tom Segura for uh, introducing you to me so that I, I could uh, enjoy how funny you are and some of the and some of the funny moments that you've had on the show and also in, in your uh, real life. So thanks for being on yeah. our show and thanks for being so sweet, bud. 
you got it, Stephen and Funny Matt. Yep. If you guys are ever in San Diego, let's go out. We'll go 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 grab. We'll go grab some Malbec. <laughs> you bet. All right. Wow, that was uh, what a uh, a fun and interesting conversation. Yeah. He's uh, he's he's the same guy. Yeah, <laughs> like he definitely guy. was very true to himself, uh, and and was way more honest and upfront than I could have assumed that someone would be. Mm-hmm. You know, after doing a show like that, so that that was really cool. That was yeah. uh, that's great. Um, Matt, you had something that you wanted to do before yeah, we wrap I, I've up. I've got some some dating questions based on Ninety Day Fiance. I want to ask you some questions oh. about dating. What? Um, like a little pop, like are. a pop quiz. A little pop quiz. Okay. All right. So. Um, when what wait what are we going to call this pop quiz uh dating do's and don'ts nice <laughs> dating do's and don'ts on the nighttime show it's our theme song okay here we go okay so when getting ready for a date with a beautiful woman okay what should you use to condition your hair um According to Ed, mayonnaise. No, that's the wrong answer. Anything but mayonnaise is the correct answer. Oh, anything but mayonnaise. <laughs> yes. Okay, all right. Hair conditioner. That's the answer. Hair conditioner. Got it. Oh yes. man, I knew it was. It was something like that. It was either. Yes. It was either ranch dressing, <laughs> Thousand Island, or conditioner. And I'm uh, not, I wasn't sure. A- aioli would be acceptable. Aioli, you think yes, so? Aioli. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, which relative of your date should you take a shower with? I'm going to say none, none of them? Correct. Oh, That's wow. the correct answer. Okay, yes. good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to do yeah, that. You should not shower yeah. with your dates. You should not things. shower with your your girlfriend's father. Okay. Okay. At what point in dating someone should you tell them that you once went to prison? Ooh. Oh, I like this. Uh, uh, I would say early on. Mm-hmm. In the be- uh, as close to the beginning of a relationship as possible, you shouldn't wait. The uh, correct answer is don't go to prison. Oh, <laughs> all right, yeah, but like on the show, that guy yeah. waited. Yeah, he waited. He waited too long. He should have told her before he went. I think, but then she would have broke up with him. It's a whole thing. You know. Also, it happened to him when he was very young. I think. I think he mm-hmm. should have uh, maybe just been like, "Look, it happened when I was young. I was but a kid. When, he was in federal prison for thirty months. He said." That's a long time. Like that's, that's you time. don't go to prison for for nothing for that. You also, like what was drugs was he dealing? We haven't really gotten to. He that. hasn't told all the details on. It. I'm curious, yeah. but I don't think we'll ever find out. Because look, if it was like heroin or something, then definitely that's bad. That's real bad. If it was marijuana, like I don't know. Uh, for the amount you have to do to get 30 months in prison, yeah, in no, federal right. prison, it's okay. got to be a huge amount. All right, all right. Yeah. Um, okay. What is the appropriate gift? To bring your to bring to the parents of your beloved when you meet them the first time. Ooh, <laughs> the beloved was so my um, beloved. Um, I think. Um, well, I'm going to say this: definitely not a goat. I'm not going to do a goat. I'm not going to bring a goat. A goat um, worked. A goat's yeah. yeah I mean, it did work. You if know, you're that in m- Nigeria, a goat is the correct answer. But okay. if you're not in Nigeria, not in it's Nigeria, not a Nigeria goat. then uh, I think it, it would be. If you're in Australia, it's uh, candles and oils, right? It's essential oils or something like that. And then if you are in Russia, it's weeds from the side <laughs> of the road. <laughs> apparently, yes. <sighs> Roadside yeah. weeds. That was gross. Yeah. Okay. That was hilarious. Yeah. Um. On what date would it be appropriate to let your date make a mold of your boobs 
<laughs> well, these man boobs ain't getting molded <laughs> anytime soon. I think that's like a that's a six month in thing. You don't mm-hmm. just that's do, not date number two. For that's you? not day two. No, no. <laughs> I I like to wait till at least six months in to get man boobs molded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what is the most romantic song to play for a date? Ooh, that is a very good question. Is it like "I Will Always Love You" or um, uh, can I look? I, 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 I'm pretty sure I may be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure the most romantic song ever mm-hmm. to play for a woman, especially if it's your baby love, mm-hmm. is a song called I Love You, Lisa by Soja Boy. Uh, I think that's correct. Answer. Oh, yes. right. I yeah, got, it right. got it right. Okay, yes. good. All right, good. <laughs> okay. Uh, how far in advance before meeting someone for the first time should you buy them a wedding ring? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> no, a, a cubic zirconia <laughs> wedding ring, by the way. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know, man. I've been with my girlfriend eight years, and I do not have a ring in my possession. So That's your yeah. mistake. You should have bought one nine years ago. <laughs> nine years. I should have bought it before I met her. Yes. Right, of course. That's yeah. that's the move. That is the move. Uh, yeah, yes. man, I really, really should have learned better. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, how far into a relationship should you tell your significant other that their breath stinks? Um, well, if you're a woman, I think you can tell a man uh, almost immediately after Mm -hmm. you, uh, maybe within the first few days. Okay. Uh, but if you're a man, you keep that shit to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) You You never suck it it up. You just suck it up. Yes. hundred percent. That has been dating do's and don'ts. Dating do's and don'ts. (laughs) Um, Hey, uh, listen, thank you so much for uh, uh, listening to the Nighttime Show podcast. Do not forget to subscribe and share this show with your your friends. Um, And uh, and check out 90 Day Fiance, the first 90 days, uh, which is on TLC every Sunday night. You Mm -hmm. got to watch that. Uh, It's before the 90 days. 90 Day Fiance, before the 90 days. Did I just mess it up? You said, uh, I forget what you said. It's okay. fine. <laughs> Anyways, um, thanks so much for listening to the show. Don't forget to subscribe and share. Uh, you can always get me at Stephen Glickman, S-T-P-H-E-N Glickman on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Um, and uh, share, share, share the show. Matt, where can people get you? You can find links to everything at funnymat.com. Or if you object to uh, anything I said, let me know at mattwalkersucks.com. Yeah, you bet. And people do. Uh, Thanks again for subscribing and thanks for listening to the show. We're the Nighttime Show and you guys are awesome.